Okay. So Aisha, if you could start us off. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. خير المخدوب عليهم ولا الضالين. for the soul of Dr. Lale Bakhtiar. So we last week we had that verse up there, and that's the one that Lale Bakhtiar is famous for. That she's the one who came out and said, "This is what it says," <laughs> and um, and and so she's passed away, and, and since then. And so uh, we could dedicate this to, uh, to her. And that uh, what Ibn Arabi will, will talk about in the, in the session that we're looking at now, and the slides that we're looking at now, will be the Quran which is written, the book which is written as black ink on clear pages. So he says the, the black ink on clear pages, that those letters and those words are solid. And so because they're solid, they admit of confusion and doubt and ambiguity. So two meanings and so on. And of course, this verse here is one which the Arabic itself uh, doesn't tell us which of the two verbs it is, whether it's the first form to hit or the fourth form to stay away. So because the Arabic itself doesn't tell us which of the two is correct, we go to the Sunnah, the Sunnah of the Prophet and we see what he did in exactly that situation. And in that situation, he avoided, he stayed away. And Aisha has said that the Messenger of God never hit a man, woman, or child never hit an assistant ever, nor a woman ever. So in her musnad, in her chain of hadith, she uh, repeats this one in different forms many times. So Aisha is the one here who is giving us access to interpreting, understanding this Quran. And in fact, after his death, when he passed away, Aisha was the one who conveyed the truth of Islam conveyed the religion. And she conveyed that that was her role. And in fact, the place that we find out that her role is just that is when people come to her and ask her questions. So this was a, a very common occurrence for most of her life was lived without any uh, uh, husband, son, brother, father. And it was lived uh, as the one who is holding and conveying the religion. So when people came to her, they would ask, what was the character of the prophet? And she would say, have you not read the Quran? <laughs> His character was tremendous character. And then they would say, uh, what was he like? And he says, have you not read the Quran? His character is the Quran. So his character is the Quran. This is what we'll see when Ibn Abi says, there is something written with black ink on clear pages. 
And then there is the clear Quran. And this is the one that Aisha is singling us to see, having us see. So let's uh, stay with that one more moment. Uh, I thought we, we saw this a few months ago, but it may be uh, time to, to revisit um, that one chapter where it took me, I've read so many, many times, but only very recently did I understand what was going on. And I understood what was going on only when I could see that Ibn Arabi was addressing the audience, the reader separately. He was addressing men and he was addressing women separately. And so when you see that, then you see what he's doing in this chapter. And so I would summarize uh, that the deep hurt of the masculine of man is not being needed and never a glance directed at us, as he says. So we looked when we saw this passage first that the word for male dhakar is like dhakara, the one who is talked about. So being talked about. Has there not come over man a moment of long time when he was not even a thing mentioned? So this is uh, the reminder of a deep hurt that we are not mentioned. We men are not mentioned, talked about. And so that's a deep hurt. So he says that Eve is a site for descendants and the emergence of the entities of children. And in the same way, we men are the sites of emergence of actions. So now he's saying that there are there is creation and birthing uh, from the woman, and there is birthing and creation from the man. Therefore, the action, even if it belongs to God, does not emerge visibly except in our hands. He's now talking to the men, so to us men and is not affiliated to physicality except through our physicality, except we men having this physicality to express and give birth to these actions. So if we men were not a root system derived from ar-Rahman, so Rahim, if we were not a womb connected of this ar-Rahman, the divine correlations of actions to us would not be valid. It is so correlated only when there is the fact of our being devoted slaves of his. Back to the, we look at the beloved and we say, I am yours. What's my name? Whatever you call me, that's my name. So when we are this, have this status of devoted slaves of his and the maula of the people is among them, then our dependency on who is the dependency of the constituent part on the whole now this, we, Ibn Arabi has talked about the, the part is depending on the whole when he's talking about Eve as a part of Adam and a rib depending on the whole, which is Adam. Here he's saying it's the other way around. It's us men who are part and we need to find our completeness in the feminine. And so Ibn Arabi then says, and this is very powerful and the man who is, has now, with this paragraph, opened up and felt the deep wound and his hearing. And if not for this measure of correlations of acts to us men, divine izzat, which is a feminine word, and absolute independence and lack of need for us men, now I have to move my thing here, would mean never an affectionate leaning of hers towards us and never a glance of hers at us. So this is Ibn Arabi's address to the man to, ex to accept the deep wound 
and to say that if I can be a devoted slave and give birth to actions which are divinely desired actions, then the feminine is it, the who, the huiyat, will glance at me and will see me and will be affectionate towards me. So this is, and then Ibn Arabi now switches his address to the women. And I'll quote, I'll summarize this as the deep hurt of the feminine is not being recognized as being beyond valuation. And then in the Quran, they have not valued God with the rightfully deserved value of who? So Ibn Arabi is helping us see that the deep wound of the feminine is actually one, and you say this very quietly, which is the divine experience of not being rightfully deserved uh, value, rightfully valued and recognized. So if there were in the high vantage point of the feminine, only the application of the that to God and the application of the divine adjective, the sifat, and both of them are feminine words, as a mending restoration for the heart of the woman, which heart one among the men who has no knowledge of the matter broke. Then we finish with, it would be enough. Okay, and if Klaus could read this poem for us. If not for the upper, which is in the lower, our faces would not descend to the lower in prostration. Seeking the seer by means of the eyes. For this, God made law the prostration for our sakes, to see the true in the upper and in the lower realms. This then is our counsel, if you are someone of sound examination. In fact, she is a great might, one of the most beautiful of the forces. By her, you will see the known in its image, flush against truth as it is, not as a substitute. Until you see the upper view, and he has none but you to be a sight of Tajali for his most beautiful names. So do not quit your place and do not depart. So if he calls you to an entity in which to receive Tajali, Delight in her and do not bind him with obligation, but be concerning him full of awe. I am the fertile feminine ground for whatever he delivers as a midwife in us. So we are ever praising God there is not in existence any man. Indeed, the men, the ones culture, convention, 
designates them as such, they're actually the fertile feminine ground for divine Tajeli. So they are my soul and they are my hope. Thank you. This is the poem that uh, begins chapter 560, the last and very long chapter of the Futuhat al-Makiya. And our uh, dervish uh, brother in Yemen uh, wrote to me last week and asked me to look at this poem. And uh, he's also uh, in contact in Yemen with the critical editor of the Futuhat al-Makiya, who is the one who knows more than anyone I think ever what the writings of Ibn Arabi mean, an absolutely amazing person. And so let me make sure I save. Right. All right. Now remember we had we had the the night conversations when Allah says, the night is mine. The night is for me. The night is mine. Well, in that is that's the third part of the night. In the third part of the night, the cherisher comes to the sky of this world, nearer than near, the closest, nearer than near, and to the sky of this world, and asks, is there anyone awake who is asking for me that I may give them what they need? Is there anyone asking for forgiveness so that I may forgive them? Is there anyone turning to me in repentance so that I may turn to them and forgive them? And so this process in the third part of the night is the process of the, uh, the rub, the cherisher becoming so close to us. And so in that passage that we read, uh, the cherisher says, I come to see you uh, and you are asleep. What, what want, who does not want to see their beloved and falls asleep instead? So the ones who are awake are seeing their the the beloved and the beloved then says i well he says put down the quran written with the black ink on clear pages and i will recite to you my book i will recite to you my book in your language i will recite my book to you in your language and i will tell you what i meant by this verse and what i meant by that verse So now, so Umm Umara came to the Prophet Wasallam and said, everything I see is only for the men. I do not see the women mentioned at all. So this verse came down, the Muslimin and the Muslimat. So Omar will read us this one. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna al-Muslimin wal-Muslimat والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات for the men and women who have surrendered themselves unto God, 
and the believing men and the believing woman and the truly devout men and the truly devout woman and the men and women who are true to their word and the men and women who are patient in adversary and the men and the women who humble themselves before God and the men and women who give in charity and the abstaining men and the abstaining women and the men and women who are mindful of their chastity and the men and women who remember God unceasingly for them God has readied forgiveness and the mighty reward thank you so for this one, uh, Baki, could you go ahead and, and sing the Allahi and then we'll read the passage after you? Yes. Nai bring with secrets timeless needful radiance doors to mercy open spirit descending gentle power spreading everywhere heal Restore as wreck high, high, night of power, soul and Beautiful. So this is the third part of the night. The Ilahi is talking about, is singing about the third part of the night. And we talked a little bit about meaning through the thing and meaning through meaning. So kind of hold that also. So then something of this wondrous body. So this wondrous body is the spirit descending in the Ilahi. Something of this wondrous body glimmered to the special ones of the first generation. So the first generation of, of the Prophet apart from the general population. So the rest of the the, the Arabs and the people in the area. Well, this was to some of his special ones from behind the transcendent address, tremendous mysteries. So some of the special ones got this behind the tremendous address. But despite this, they did not reach the full maturity of these mysteries with the maturity of the last ones in this mother community. So they did not reach the full maturity of these mysteries the way that the last ones reached full maturity within this mother community. You see, they were taking these mysteries from the solidity of letters of the Quran and prophetic reports. So they were stuck with the black ink on clear pages. In doing so, they correspond to the family, the spouses of the night murmurings who are conversing in the first part of the night before they sleep. So when the time period of the third part of the night, and this is the time which we are in until the rising of dawn, the dawn rising of the day of arising and resurrection and the day of calling forth resurrected and gathering, the true will shine radiantly 
in Tajalli during the third part of this night. It is our time. He will provide knowings and mysteries and recognitions in the hearts by his Tajalli, what the letter, <coughs> what the letters of the reports cannot provide. So he'll say, I will recite my book to you in your language. You see, he provides them without solidity. So he's providing us his book in our language without letters. No, it is meanings stripped of substance. They, so we are the most complete in knowledge and the first generation is most complete in indeed. As for faith, it is equal. So knowledge, us, deed, them, faith, equal. And this is why when we do a deed, something that they did, we get 50 times the reward because our deed is 50 times less in strength than the deed that they did. But we are the most complete in knowledge. Okay, so Hamid Anwar, do you see? We were born before the worlds, crying out to supreme reality before the pen, before the throne, timeless servants of the living truth, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, Calling to our beloved, may we merge in you. Allah, Allah, we are slaves to Ali, fountain of the mystics. Allah, Allah, we are slaves to the love of Nuruddin Jirahi, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, calling to our beloved. May we merge in you. We found love for Muhammad, circling around Musafir Ashki, crying hi, crying who. Through his love, we finally became love, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, calling to our beloved. May we merge in you. Thank you, wonderful. I have to move the, if I can read this here. So in this one place in the chapter 337, Zibin says, his, the Quran's miracle is for the Arabs only. <laughs> and that's because, you know, I'm not someone who's going to say, oh, that uh, verse is so miraculously presented because it sounds like such great Arabic and so on and so forth. That's not something that I can do. So therefore, the miracles for the Arabs only. Our understanding and faith and belief and knowledge of the Quran is something different. And we are all, all praise belongs to Allah in the third, last third of this night. So the last third of the night when the cherisher comes down to the sky of this world, during which the world is asleep. So the world is fast asleep in this night. 
So Ibn Arabi is saying that after the passing of the Prophet وسلم, from his body, then uh, the world entered into night and the world is asleep now. Now, some of them, Aisha and the others, were up in the early part of the night, the first part of the night, speaking with each other of these mysteries. But only we are the ones in the third part of the night when all sorts of special things are happening. So we have been sleeping and then we wake up in the third part of the night. And the rest are asleep all night. Now, as the true gives radiant tajelli in the third, last third of the night, is there anyone repenting so I may turn to them? And his tajelli provides goodness and knowings and complete recognitions in the most perfect of facets because they are based on the tajelli most near because he is radiating brilliantly in the sky of this world. So knowledge of the last ones of this mother community is more complete than the knowledge of her middle and her first ones after the death of Muhammad You see the prophet, when God sent him out to propagate the message, he was sent out while the idol was standing established and ingratitude and disbelief were manifest. So therefore he called to the first generation and this is the generation of the companions only to have faith alone. He did not reveal outwardly to them things which he knew based on hidden knowledge. And he sent down, Allah sent down to him the generous Quran, and he made him, Muhammad, a tarjuman to convey it, using whatever would reach the understanding of the general population of that generation. So he imaged images for their imagination, and he drew likenesses, and he characterized himself and the other world for them with conventional characterizations that is, which are common to divinely inspired speakers. And he made stand everything he spoke of about the qualities and adjectives of his creator as a senses-based image made even and balanced. Thereupon, he blew into this addressed-based image a spirit. So in the Ilahi, we had spirit descending in order to have emerged visibly the perfect completeness of the configuration so the spirit descending is nothing like him. There's nothing like him. And glory to your Lord, Lord of inaccessibility beyond what they ascribe. And every verse of tasbih, of celebration in the Quran is a spirit image configured by the address. So understand, this is indeed a strange and wondrous secret. Okay. Uh, Nora? Oh, Muhammad, first light of eternity. Oh, Ali, whirling lion of Allah. Oh, Hassan, beauty of the lovers of beauty. Oh, Hussein, mystic moon of Islam. Oh, bright pearl of truth, living essence of paradise. Enlightened lady, 
Fatima. Oh, bright pearl of truth, living essence of paradise, enlightened lady Fatima. Medet, medet, helper of those who seek mystic union. Ya Rasul, Alamedet. Medet, medet, you who unveil the unity of being. Ya Habibala Medet. The secret of the path is yours, the way to blessed extinction, the truth of pristine consciousness. The secret of the path is yours, the way to blessed extinction, the truth of pristine consciousness. Medet, 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 Help us and lift us up unveil awaken us refine illumine us oh medet 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 help us and lift us up Exalt and empty us, absorb and consume us, O Habibullah. Medet, 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 ya Rasulallah. Thank you, Nora. That's beautiful. So we've got the non-orientable surface here. The heart of my slave who is faithful. The heart of my devoted slave who is faithful is vast enough for me. Where the earths and the skies and the heavens are not vast enough for me. So when this non-orientable surface is is who we are in, then as it comes to us, remember on the circle, we put, if we say, I want to orient myself. So I'll put a notch and say, this is the beginning. But as you know, with any circle, the moment you put a notch at the beginning, it's also the end. So now I'm disoriented again. <laughs> and so I'll say, well, what I see right now is the visible, the outward, the Zahir. And then 
as I go around, I'll realize that what was Zahir, what was visible is actually the invisible. So when we saw that strip, the non-orientable surface, the, the place that is the outward is exactly, we notice the place which is the inward. So the outward is the inward. And so that's how who is first, last, visible, invisible. So this devoted slave who, who, is, who has faith and faith is knowing that there is the unseen, that one is vast enough for Allah to reside in. Now, when this non-orientable surface is split in the middle, it becomes orientable or it becomes subject to orientation and it has four inside, outside, inside, outside. So it's the life of the, the death before, and it's the life of this world and the death to this world, and then the eternal life. So those are the four surfaces of this, this strip. And if we cut the strip again, we start getting this. This is the one strip cut just twice. So it is a very good metaphor for life, isn't it? <laughs> and so in this strip, we are, of course, it is one. And because I, I myself made it and then cut it, I can tell you it's one strip. But there's loops and there are, and there are distances and there are proximities. So this is us. So if we're here, there are, there are other parts of the loop that are close to us but they're not linked to us. So they're, you know, this, this guy here is close, but not linked. But this one here is linked and it's actually on the other side. And there's also a link up here. So the ones you are linked to are the ones that are your pairs. And they're the ones with whom you are creating, with whom you are giving birth to actions, giving birth to things that happen, events. So there, there are many who are close to you, who are there the same fabric as you are, but they're not linked to you. And they're ones who are linked to you, who are next to you, and also very far away from you, but they're linked to you. And these are the pairs. And so in these pairs, make sure I get all that, we have in the, when we stand in a row, shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, with no gaps, we have a pair on this side and a pair on that side. And that's the one that is the creative force. This wall, this strong row with no gaps, this integrated whole is the one that is creative. And so with these pairs, it's all kind of a tangled mess, true, but it's important to restore the links that might be break, break, broken as we do on our computers <laughs> and to restore and reconcile so that we can be able to be creative and to give birth to all of these things. And so that, that situation of the devoted slave, so the heart is there and in comes this divine radiance and the heart says, I see you, you are the seen, you are Allah who is seen. But I also know with faith that you are also unseen at the same moment. So the heart who loves the beloved 
and says, you are visible and you are invisible at the same time, is the heart which is vast enough for Allah to reside in. And so in this third part of the night, Allah says, I will recite my book to you in your language. So Alif Lam Mim, Alif Lam Mim, Ha Mim, Ta Ha Yasin, Alif Lam Mim, The Lika, The, that one. So Alif Lam Mim, Ha Mim, Yasin, Ta Ha, everyone knows who we're talking about. The Lika, that one, The, is Li for ka you. That one is for you. So that means that uh, Alif Lam Mim Ha Mim Ta Ha Muhammad is yours, your devoted slave. That one is for you. And that one is for you, the book. So I will recite my book to you in your language. That one, this Alif Lam Mim Ha Mim Ta Ha. Yasin is the book, and there is no doubt in it, in him, because this is not black ink on clear pages. The solidity has been removed. The body who lived in Arabia has left and is now passed away in another realm from which the spirit can descend. And this is the third part of that night. Guidance for the ones with taqwa. Taqwa is the protective shield that Allah says, that you should take this protective shield. And then you should take this, this protective field, which is his protective shield. And in that poem, you after all are the entities, the only ones that can that are, can be used for the most divine names. And so be in all, so have taqwa, because you, the entity, are the only place where these divine names can manifest and become out and come out and become visible. And so be in all. And then so when you're in all and, you're, and these divine names are manifesting and becoming visible here, then we are in the situation where this heart is vast enough for me. The ones who have certain knowledge of the unseen. So when I see the non-orientable surface, I say that is the visible. And I also know that it will become, as I travel along it, the invisible. And that the invisible, as I travel along, will become the, in, the visible. So I say I have certain knowledge that what I see is visible and invisible. And they establish and found and make stand up the, the prayer of blessing. And so they make this stand up, this prayer of blessing, which is to you and from you. Because who is the one who play, prays blessing to all of you? Yusolona, they're praying blessing to all of you. 
and his angels to draw you from light blockings into light. And he is to the faithful ever gentle. Okay. So let's return to that one spot. So when the time period of the third part of the night, and this is the time which we are in, until the rising of dawn, the dawn rising of the day of arising and resurrection, and the day of calling forth resurrected and gathering, the true will shine radiantly in Tajeli during this third part of this night. It is our time. So the night is mine. It is our time. We will provide, he will provide knowings and mysteries and recognitions in the hearts by his tajali, in the hearts which are devoted slaves and which have taqwa are in all. What the letters of the reports cannot provide, that is what the, the ink on clear pages cannot provide. You see, he provides them without solidity. No, it is meaning stripped of substance. I will recite to you my book in your language. They, we, are the most complete in knowledge, and the first generation is the most complete indeed. As for faith, it is equal. And so these, this third part of the night, what a time to be awake. What a time to be awake, because this is when the beloved comes and says, here I am. Who is awake and calling to me? Here I am. Who is awake and asking for me? And who's asleep? And who is asleep to me? I made the day for you, but I made the night for me. And this is the third part of the night. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen.
I'm glad that we've got Madet explained. Yeah, and that's the that's Madda is the is Imdad, and it's also the Midad, which is the ink. So the ink that extends is also the help that extends. They're all connected. <laughs> okay. Hugh, just just this uh, two days ago, I was with my eye doctor, mm. and he shared with me that. He was on the top of the mountain one time with a buddy and looked down and it was it was between four and six a.m. And he said there was no wind at all. Mm. He but they both saw the trees releasing their pollen. It was oh. like this mist. You know, and we always say that all of nature is praising yeah. God by their existence. And mm. here he actually saw this you know, and thought to mention it to me. So is would that be during the third part of the night? That's roughly? the third part. That's the third part of the night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now this is so beautiful. Yeah, when Ibn Arabi says, when you see the trees releasing their pollen, he says, he said, in, in the ishq, in the tremendous passion of the trees for each other in their release of the of the of the pollen. And then he stops talking because it gets very, very uh sexual again. But uh that is it's this beautiful uh 
time and that is the third part of the night and so how and so the third part of the night because we have there there are various ways that this is looked at the the day of the day of the lord is 1000 years so uh in the hadith it says that if the community uh, follows their law they'll have uh, they'll have a full day and if they don't they'll have half a day so this was this was believed to be that the community will have 500 years if they if they fall apart you know and all the caliphs do bad things and things like that uh, but if they do follow the law they'll have their thousand years and that thousand years is the one day um, but the night that ibn arabi is looking at here especially is the night that takes place when the prophet passes so when he passes then we enter into the night and there's the first part of the night, which is when Fatima and Aisha and the others are speaking about these things, but they haven't fallen asleep yet. They're speaking about them in the early part of the night. And then the second part of the night, we're all just knocked out asleep. And then the third part, some people are waking up. Some people are waking up in this third part, and then the rest are asleep. And then when the dawn breaks, and this breaking is going to be a strong one, then everyone is going to be woken up into resurrection and gathering and the last day. So this, uh, that's one other reason why you want to be awake in the third part of the night so that the dawn, when it breaks, doesn't break us, that we are ready for it. We're ready for what's going to happen next. And so we're looking at the third part of the, of the night. So this is three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, uh, all the way up till six o'clock. And then, you know, depending on your son and all of these things. Um, and this is the time when um, Allah comes and says, you know, who's awake? Who is asking for me that I can give to them? <laughs> and so this is a very special time. This is not the same time when the, the companions and the ones of the next generation, they're not ones that had Allah come to them and ask them, do you need anything? I'm here to give to you. <laughs> this is special to the third part of the night. And so what a special time that is. And this is carried by the mothers, the mothers of the faithful Khatija and Aisha who carry this so that it is available to us, ready for us when we wake up in the third part of the night. So. Um, I think the Next question here is, is it only through the third part of the night prayer that the radiant Tajali appears? And does it come at the time when we are in prostration? Yes, so the prostration was that uh, the poem that Klaus read uh, had the, the higher and the upper and the lower. So that because the same way that the visible and the invisible is the same, it's, it's the same non-orientable surface, in the same way what is upper and what is lower is uh, not we can orient ourselves and say this is upper and this is lower because the lower uh, makes us in a position to be the upper and we see the upper when we are in the lower so this is back to that non-oriented surface and so that's why the such the, this prostration is so very important okay did you say that all the mystic letters refer to the oops <laughs> it moved on me yeah, moved. Uh, refer to the prophet uh peace be upon him and from him the mercy descends yes yeah, so we, the the we just heard the, the the song that farida sings tenderness and mercy so that the tenderness rahim 
and then and then a peace, tenderness and peace. So tenderness is rahim, and then peace salam. And so this is descending with is as a spirit, and so a spirit that is coming, and it is the it is the Quran that is descending and speaking to us in our own language. And it is my book, Allah says. And so lika, that one, the alif la mim, the ha mim, the yasin, the taha, Muhammad wasallam. But the Muhammad who is the Nur Muhammad is are, are these letters. And so these and so these letters are taken away from their anchorage in the page. And so that's why they are they're called cut off letters. They're called muqatta'a, they're called cut off. Because most letters, they come on the page and you get meaning from them based on how they are in the page. But these letters are cut off, they're muqatta'a. And so their meaning is through meaning. So that's meaning by meaning. So that's what Ali Rahman was saying, loving, loving. So in loving, instead of loving a thing, you are loving, loving. Instead of reading a book, which takes us to the garden or to the fire and who tells us, oh, look at these esteemed men and women and praise them and commend them. Instead of going that way, we remove the solidity of the word. And so we begin to see directly the Taha is not a two letters. It is the living Quran. And that living Quran speaks to us in our language. Okay. Can we please hear more about the person in Yemen who knows the work of Ibn Arabi very well? And what were some of your experiences with him? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah he's on right now. Okay, he's on right now. Uh, and uh, the, I mean, there are lots of lots of stories to tell, with, but uh, I'll tell first about the one when he first, when I first was able to get in contact with him, um, I asked him just offhand, do you know uh, the person who did the critical edition, Sidi Mansub, the critical edition of the Futuhat? And he said, yes, I know of him. And he visited him that day and went to see him and they sat and had a wonderful time. And so this is the person, uh, as I'm every, you know, every single day for hours and hours, I'm immersed in this text. And because it's the critical edition, he'll put a, a, a mark on the text and I'll know what's happening in this text. So that's as if every single day I'm there hearing Sidi Mansub say, this is how it goes, this is how it goes. And I don't have, and so it's also been released. I don't have to ask him each time because I get this, I get, I see him differently now. I don't have to have the, quite the same uh, uh, slow sort of this world way of, of interacting because in the, the first times in this world interacting, there were three of them. I, would wrote, I wrote to him and say, you, there's Qidam or Qadam, which one is it? And uh, you know, Usman Yahya says Qidam and you're saying Qadam and doesn't it matter, da, 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 da. And so he wrote back and said, well, as you can clearly see, my beloved person, <laughs> six pages later, Ibn Arabi says this. So now, you know, he's referring to the verse in the Quran about Yusuf and Qadam. I said, oh, okay, that's good. I did that two more times. And by the third time I said, okay, I'm no longer going to say, shouldn't it be this? I'll just ask you, what is it? <laughs> and so that, that's how that worked out. Um, so he has seized this entire work. But this mukata idea that the bringing the letters out, this alif la mim, no longer being locked into the page as an A and an L and an M, but to be 
removed from the page, just the way death removed the Prophet ﷺ from his body into this Nur Muhammad, back into the Nur Muhammad. And that is the one that then is the book which us, and it's the living Quran. And it's the one that Aisha, the mother of the faithful, tells us that he is the Quran. His character is the Quran. Okay. So a number of more questions about the time. I'll try to go um, faster too, yeah. Yeah, would you be more specific about the time range of the third part of the night? Yeah. Um, what's the best thing to do during the third part of the night? Is the third part of the night symbolic for the time just before Kiyama or is it, let's say, literal? Okay, yeah, so uh, so the, the third part of the night, um, what, if you wake up at a certain time and it, and it might be four o'clock, it might be five o'clock, it might be somewhere around there, you wake up and then you don't feel sleepy anymore, you just, you're up. And so at that moment, you are in the third part of the night. You're just awake. You're not sleepy anymore. It's not like if you wake me up at two o'clock in the morning, for who knows what will happen. <laughs> but if I'm woken up at four o'clock, then it is the third part of the night. And is it the symbolic time before Qiyamah or literal? And it's both. The break of dawn is when, so when this third part of the night break and the dawn breaks over it, that will be the end day. That will be the Qiyamah. Everyone will be raised and they'll be woken up whether they're already asleep or whether they're already awake. And so this is why you want to awake before you die. And so we want to be awake. And so the moment we are awake before we die, then we are already in that place. And so when we're in that place, that is paradise is right here. So we now become the new kind of person who has direct relationship with the divine. So what's what the best thing to do in the third part of the night? Um, so uh, this, it's a, there's one very beautiful hadith that uh, someone um, goes to, yeah, someone goes to visit a friend and when they go there, they enter the house and they're gonna stay there. I guess they're staying there for a while. So they enter the house and the, and the wife is wearing very shabby clothes. And, uh, and, so he, and so later on he asked the wife, so your clothes are kind of, you know, shabby there. And she said, Yes, well, this guy <laughs> doesn't believe in fine things in this world. And so, okay, then, then, they, and then they get down ready to eat. And then this guy says, oh, you go ahead, eat, I'm fasting. And so the visitor says, no, you're not, you eat. And so he eats. And then later on, then, then they're doing Isha prayers at the first part of the night. And, uh, and then the, the, the man says, uh, that guy says, uh, let's get up and pray some more. And he says, no, go to sleep. Your eyes, you know, go to sleep. And then, then that, the visitor wakes him up in the third part of the night, says, now you should get up and pray. So they get up and pray. And later on, that visitor goes to the Prophet Sallallahu and tells him the whole story. And the Prophet said, you were absolutely correct that Allah is beautiful and loves beautiful things. And so, and the, the body has a right to have good clothing. The eyes have a right to have good sleep and the stomach has a right to have good food. So you eat and you sleep and you wear good clothing and you wake up in the third part of the night. <laughs> Can you give an example of Tajali? 
So tajalli is also from the word jalal. So it's what it, what appears and what comes at you. And tajalli, I've been saying the radiant, shining, brilliant. So I use those three words in different. That's that's tajalli. Um, every moment there is a new creation where all of us, our entities, are receiving this brilliant, shining radiance of the divine names. And in that poem that Klaus read. There is no other place for these these tajellis to take place. So therefore, uh, don't quit your spot. Don't depart. You know, stay where you are and accept this tajelli that's going to come to you because that's the only way that the divine names can become visible. I know of many Muslims who wake up before dawn for prayers but go back to sleep. Please, can you comment on that? Does this act of going back to sleep cancel the baraka received just before? <laughs> no, no, it's beautiful to go back to sleep. It's, and so, in fact, uh, Ibn Arabi says, you know, that the fajr that we do, the two, the two sunnah cycles that we do before the required uh, dawn prayer. And Ibn Arabi says that you must be asleep between, or li at least lying down between the two. And so he's very strong in that one. And that's not necessarily always understood. These two raka, these two prayer cycles are greater in value than the entire world. And they are to be done two, and then you lie down again, even sleep again, and then you wake up for the dawn prayer. And again, with the dawn prayer, these are not uh, alarm clock situations. The alarm clock does not give you time. When you are woken up and called to prayer, you pray. And so you wait, you, you trust and you ask and dua and prayer. Say, Allah, wake me up in time for the prayer. In other words, wake me up when you're ready to speak intimately with me. Okay. Beautiful. What Allah sends does not always reflect what we prayed for. So we really examine deeper what is given, sometimes very difficult lessons. Yes, yeah, that's, and that is, uh, and, and so the answer is not, I, I'm asking for 6.5 and I get 6.5. The, the, the real situation is the asking and then the receiving and to know that this is coming from where it's coming from and that what is given to you is what is best for you. And so uh, I might think that 6.5 is what I want, um, but you see the, the, the meaning is not in the thing. The meaning is in the meaning. And so that's this loving, loving. And so when we begin to enter that area, it's a new place to be where we love loving. And it's a new place. It's not uh, acquisition and all these other things. And it takes place easiestly, the most easy way in the third part of the night. So we are so fortunate. So when Ibn Arabi says, he says, oh, look at my generation, how sad we are. We could not be with the Prophet ﷺ when he was walking around on this earth. We could not be with him. And what a loss that is, what a horrible situation that is, that we could not walk with him. And then he says, on the other hand, we have access to him that none of the others had access to. So and then he changes his mind and he says, we are very lucky to be in this third part of the night. <laughs> so. Is it possible that there are three different levels of interpreting the third part of the night? One literal night and third part of it. 
yeah so the 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 third the third part aspect so the first part is when uh is before you fall asleep um you can have these intimate conversations you can be praying the aisha prayers and so on the second part is when you're knocked out and and so you're you're not up at all and then the third part is when you do uh can be woken up to have this situation um and so and so we watch that and um and so th that waking being woken up is not disturbing the sleep or you still your eye is still getting the sleep it needs but when so because you are woken up in the third part of the night if you put alarm clock on the eye might will not get what it needs and you will not be awake the same way so it's when you are woken up then you know you are in the third part of the night okay I think the question might be more about the ways of interpreting it, because um, further on, oh. uh, asks, uh, literal night and third part of it, two, as you just said, awakening for the whole humanity, and three, individual awakening, and the third part might be the time just before a single individual's dawn occurs. Yes, yes, and so and so Ibn Arabi uh, cites often the hadith that when a, when someone dies, their qiyamah their day of resurrection of arising for judgment has already begun. So each person's death is their rising, their kiyama, their rising for the day of judgment. And so, uh, so the, the night is all of these things. It's the time period. So the third part of the night is the time period that Ibnabi is in, in which we are in. The second part is the part between the companions and, uh, and say, you know, the, the early, the time of the early Sufis, let's say. And then there's the first part, which is the time of the companions who were there after the Prophet ﷺ died. And so one, two, three. So that's one way of looking. The other way is the, is the day that each, the night that each of us has, the first part of the night, second part of the night, third part of the night. So the third part of the night is when Allah comes to the, the sky of this world. And the third part of the night, meaning this time period, is the time when Allah is close, nearer than near in this third part of the night. A couple more uh, comments about Tajeli. Is it divine manifestation? Does it mean epiphany? Yeah, yeah. So Tajeli is, is every moment, whatever you see, that is the Tajeli. So, so when I see this tree, like the green and the, and, the, and the bark and the branch, all that is coming up to me as a photo, as a Tajeli, as a picture, as a sight, as an image. And so Tajali is image, and that image is repeating itself every single moment. And what does it mean to be awake before we die? And how do we know if we are awake or not? And what should we do to awaken? So the awaken, so this is, uh, we have so many Allahis about that, wake up. And we have that such, so touching, that chapter when Ibn Arabi says, that Allah says, I come to look for you and you're asleep. <laughs> so that is just, you, you say, oh my God, that's, that hurts. <laughs> I, and what, what person doesn't want to see his beloved and goes to sleep. And so he thinks, oh my God, who could possibly be sleeping when the beloved's showing up and doing all these things? So, uh, and so that is, that is, to, be, that is to be awake. And, and we can see that, that so many people are not awake. They are fast asleep in this third part of the night, in this time period we are. You hit them and jingle them and you say, wake up, wake up. And they're not waking up. And they're just there. And you realize that when the day, the dawn breaks, it will crack over their heads and they'll say, oh my God, what happened? And if you're prepared, you're the ones that have been awoken, then 
that's to be awake, to, to know that what I am seeing is the divine speaking to me in the third part of the night. And so that's a huge, I mean, this is all what the past is all about, how to, how to become awake and then how to know that you're awake. And die before, so die before you die is to wake up and say that, uh, that I am in a dream and now I can interpret my dream. So the dream is only interpreted after you wake up because otherwise you're just in the midst of it. The same way, if you're able to see your life, past, present, and future as the bridge that you have created, your life, the bridge that you have created, and if you can see that bridge, then you know that you're interpreting your life and that you've woken up from the dream of this world. And that's the bridge which stretches to the gate of the garden. And that's the bridge in the beginning of that bridge. In the beginning of that bridge, there is your, your divine cherisher who says, am I not your cherisher? There is your biological mother and mother earth greeting you when you come out. And there is your guide who is extending the right hand and saying, come along and make this bridge, pass through this bridge to the gate of the garden. And we talked a little bit about that a few months ago. <laughs> Awakening to Yeah, so the true nature, in other words, why you are here is, is what you need to be awake. Yeah, so to be awake in the third part of the night is to die before you die. Yes. Yeah. And so the, the timing for prayer is when Allah is ready to see you and converse intimately with you, that's the time of prayer. Ibn Arabi is very clear about this. He says that the time of prayer is when the sun and the horizon is in this position or that position. If you, when you, so it's when the sun is in this position vis-a-vis -vis the horizon, that's one. Two, when you remember, that is the time to prayer. And three, when you wake up. So when you wake up, that's the time for prayer. When you remember, that's the time for prayer. And if the sun and the horizon are in a certain position, that's the time for prayer. So those are the three times of prayer. And they're not related to clocks and alarm clocks. Okay. Oh, there's, there's my friend from Lahore, Ahmed Javed. Good to see you. Yes. I think I wanted to ask you something. Yes. This third part of night. Uh, it does have something to do with intuition. Mm. Can you say something about that? Yeah. Yeah. This. This is. A, this is something. That, instead of being. Uh, the book which is written with ink on a page is something that takes place meaning to meaning. And meaning to meaning feels more like intuition than, it, than reading something. So you see something and you derive its meaning. So I see these letters and I derive meanings from them. Or these letters are pulled off of the page and then I hear the Quran the meaning of Quran, the living Quran, speaking to me in my language. And so that's, that becomes then an, this inner process. And that's the heart speaking, the heart hearing. 
And so the heart hearing and speaking is, is invisible to the rest. And Ibn Arabi had that beautiful poem. When I speak to my beloved at night, I can speak in murmurs out loud. But when I'm speaking to human beings during the day, I speak and they think I'm speaking in their language, but I'm really speaking to my beloved still. I'm speaking still to her. And so this way of, of taking away the solidity, the materiality of the text and moving into meaning, that's that part that feels like intuition. And that's kashf also, kashf. And so kashif and kashf, that's when something is pulled away and you see what it really is. And you're no longer locked in to the letters on the page. You see the things as they truly are. After the night salat, what do we do to receive the tajeli? Silence, sitting, zikr. So tajeli is coming all the time, and it's and every moment is you could say is tajeli. So uh, remember, we had the idea of the movie, and you have the film, and the film has these cells that, that move. They move 15 frames per second, and as they're moving 15 frames per second, we think it's continuous. In the same way, the tajalli are images that are projected, and we are seeing these projected images coming one after another so fast that we think they're continuous, but they're actually a picture, a picture, a picture, a picture. Remember with the horse, when you see the picture of the horse, you see the legs are like this. And so that's the stop time. And that's how we talked about cross sections, that you see a cross section and another cross section and another cross section. The way to see what's really happening is when these cross sections are streaming at you so fast that they become continuous. So when a human being recites the word of God, that is that recitation is the word of God. It is Allah's word. It is Allah's speech. The cross section says that this human being just recited that. But when I see the next cross section and the next cross section, I then can see no, it's Allah who recited it. And so that is a very uh, special way. So those are the tajali that we're seeing all the time. And those tajali that you have received have everything that you need in them. And one of them is all you need because every breath is a path to Allah. So you are always one step away. So one step away, one breath away. And so these tajali, you can take one from the past and look at it and receive its meaning because we only receive, we only thought about a tiny, tiny bit of it. So when this tajali comes, it has the entire knowledge of Allah in it. But I only see some trees and some dirt and some stones and some people and things like that. But what if I could stop that and see all of it, then I would, then it would be a completely different situation. I would see that everything is contained in here. And in the and then and then in the part is contained the whole, and the whole is in the part. So the fractal, the fractal nature. Um, and so this is also why we go can go back to dreams or memories and revisit them. And this time revisit them to see what the meaning was, not just what happened, but what the meaning was. And so that's taking events from a dream, which we now interpret to understand its meaning. 
So then we are entering into the realm of meaning. And so this is the realm of haq, the realm of meaning. And, the, and when you're in meaning, then you are hearing the book in your own language. Mm. Okay. Beautiful. Um, comment, you can even appear to be awake and go through various rituals, but the heart also needs to be awake. Yes, and sometimes the heart's awake and the rest of you is asleep. So that happens too. Uh, Ibn Harvey says that one of the times he, he said, he realized that, and this is why you do uh, ablutions before you go to sleep. Uh, you prepare yourself for prayers in the night. And then you might wake up and you have, uh, so in the middle of the night, you had dreams that you had woken up and you had prayed. And then, but then when you wake up in the morning, you realize, oh no, I was asleep the entire time. But you had prayed and you were praying and you were in intimate conversation. The rest of you might not realize that. And that's why we prepare ourselves for this. The, I prepare myself with, with ablutions because I don't know that what will happen in the middle of the night, because in the middle of the night, there may be this beautiful in, intimate conversation, which I then will not remember in the morning or which I, I won't know that it actually happened. And so sometimes the body is asleep, but the heart is awake and speaking. And sometimes the body is awake and the heart is asleep. And the heart that's asleep is the one that is, you know, wake up, wake up. The caravans have left and you are, you are all alone <laughs> as the Elahi says. <laughs> so. Yes, this caravan is passing very quickly. So we really don't have a lot, a lot of time to realize that it's passing quickly. So, yeah, and this, this, is, this is the place where the, Allah is in the, the, the sky of this world. This is the place where all of this is taking place. So the visitor comes, you know, which one of the, the Sufis ends up and goes to a palace and just goes to the palace, goes into the main room and puts down his bed and starts going to sleep. And they say, wait, wait, what are you? The guards come, what are you doing? What are you doing? He says, says I'm sleeping here. This is a caravanserai. This is where the caravans stop and rest. And he says, it's not a caravanserai, it's a palace. Said, Whose palace is it? It's my palace. Well, whose palace was it before? It was my father. Well, where is he? He's dead. Well, who's it before him? My grandfather. Where is he? He's dead. And then he said, you see? And then he goes back and lies down. He says, you see, it is a caravanserai. Everyone comes here, stays a minute, and then goes. So that's why we want to wake up. <laughs> okay. So good to see everyone. It's wonderful. All right. So we'll enter into our Zoom fana now. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good to see everyone. Barakafi. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu.